Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fumblecast. I'm Chris, sitting here with Tim. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. We got not as much stuff as last time. Not as much Disney stuff, at least. Ironically enough, a lot of the stuff in the main pile is Disney stuff, but um, it's more entertainment related, I feel like. So um, we want to uh, thank everyone who's been listening Thank Tim's friends from where he lives. I'm not going to give out where he lives, but further south of me. And um, we want to make sure you go to all of our social media platforms. Go to Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast Gaming. Um, it has the gaming because we have a lot of our gaming stuff on there for the YouTube, the TikTok, um, Twitch, the location of our newest episodes for the FOMOcast on Apple Podcast. And um, our Facebook pages for the gaming community as well as uh, our generic, wow, a big yawn, um, our generic page for the podcast itself where you see a lot of these topics we share up on there, a little bit updated sometimes, you never know. Um, but uh, make sure you go there. And if you want to watch Tim play on Twitch, check him out at TC Mendo. Um, we've been starting off lately a lot with a lot of deaths, and it, it has nothing, I mean, uh it it's kind of been one of those things where i'm not negative about the the deaths anymore because i kind of want people to know because a lot of times you don't know and then all of a sudden you're like this guy died like i hear that a lot in these podcasts i've been listening to where they're like oh so and so died oh my gosh and you're like yeah they died and you know with think people being so busy and things getting back to somewhat normal um, it's one of those things where, uh, I want to make sure we keep people informed because, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I feel like we're kind of obligated because we deal with the entertainment industry and I guess we're supposed to pay more attention. And Tim is very good about, I mean, he finds the craziest ones of people passing that I'm like, man, I didn't even know, you know, who they were. And then like, we had the story of the vineyard guy, the wine guy who made Napa famous. And, uh, I'm, you know, if it wasn't for Tim, you know, we, we wouldn't have ever even known about that. So, uh, thank you, Tim, for that one. That's always awesome. So we're going to get started with the sadness of people passing, um, with the passing of, uh, Jim Cora. And what's crazy is, is this one was unique because the one that Tim shared was like a huge obituary, like actually on a Facebook page. So that was really cool to see where it wasn't an article. It would look like it was a family friend or someone who was a Disney historian who shared all that info. And I really liked that one because, you know, um, he was 83. He was a Disney, was he, the, he was the president of International, I think it was, or VP of International. Yeah, of course. I just saw that and now I lost it in the article. Um, but. Yeah, vice president of Walt Disney Productions in Japan, <laughs> vice president of Disneyland International in 83, vice president and COO of Euro Disney Corporation, president of Disneyland International in 95. Um, yeah. He did a lot, and um, one thing I tell people a lot of times is, you know, it's people like this who kind of paved the way for a lot of the stuff that goes on for all these different Disney related stuff and everything. 
I mean, everything is so out there now that you don't get to see like the the really the the hidden stuff. Like that's the cool stuff to me where we don't get to see that anymore. It's it's all about, you know, okay, this person does this, this person does that. They they change all the time. You know, it's very rarely do we see um you know things change at all within disney anymore that's not kind of predictable or something that we know about so i just really like the fact that somebody went into detail on facebook about him um i started reading it and then i got into the all the other stuff we have going on but uh we want to thank him because he was an integral part of disney as you know what's what's really crazy is when you do look at it does it say when he retired from disney uh 2001 so we had him. The one that last person who passed away was the guy that was worked. He worked as like a janitor, then moved his way to rides, then made his way to the president of the park. <laughs> yeah. And I think he retired like in 2002, 2003. Yeah. And it was crazy because it's a lot of guys that have been retired from the parks for about 20 years are the ones that are passing now. And it's pretty interesting because I think he was in his 80s as well. And um, our thoughts and prayers do go out to his family as, you know, in 83 um, is not, you know, old, but, you know, it's not the youngest. You know, a lot of these guys are going in their 80s and they're not like the per the person who passed, uh, who is uh, Houston Tumlin. Well, before, who, before we move on to that, it was crazy on this Jim Coral, besides all the positions that he held there, he started out cleaning 3D glasses for the Mickey Mouse Club Theater. That's what he started out doing. Like a lot of these guys back in the day, they started yep. out doing, you know, not meaningless jobs, but, you know, s- smaller jobs, whether it's, you know, a bus or a dishwasher or a janitor or whatnot. Then Boom Boom went up. <laughs> he was part of the opening team for um, the Enchanted Tiki Room. And then um, the cool thing is the quote that, and like you said, he retired in, in 2001 after 43 years with the company. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he was uh, chairman of Disney International when he retired. There it yep. is. I found that yep. line. Um, but the cool thing, what I liked is um, Josh DiMauro, the current Disney Parks chairman, uh, he said that Jim Coral was one of the few remaining connections to Walt Disney. As with everything, um, you know, there's not that many, you know, old older guys that um worked at disney when walt was there and this right. is one of the the few remaining connections i mean there's still still some out there um whether it's imagineers or or whatever it is isn't gunny wasn't gunny there when he when when walt was there yeah no no he came he came much later he was in the military um when walt no i think he served in vietnam <laughs> um but no, I, I mean the one that comes to my head right now is uh, is Bob Gurr, and I know if you ever rode in any Main Street vehicle, you could thank him or yep. Autopia or the monorail or Haunted I mean, Mansion. More than just that, he's also had a big <laughs> um, hand in a lot of different animation type stuff too, hasn't he? Uh, Bob Gurr, no, he was he was just Imagineer. But if you did the King Kong ride at Universal, he did that. The pirate ship sinking at Treasure Island in Vegas. He did that after he had a successful career at Disney. Then he moved on um, and did all, like what most of them do, have a consulting business and um, put their name on that. 
so, but yeah, no, it, it was crazy. Just all the different roles, especially um, with a couple of the foreign parks uh, that that he had this, the Jim Cora had his hand in and at 83. And all I could find was, is that he passed away following a brief hospitalization. So, yeah, I keep thinking of the animation stuff for Bob Gers cause he did the book and the book was like a huge hit and everyone was going around. He was going around book signing. So that's why I thought, yeah. that. okay. Yeah. He's got a couple books out. Yeah. And, um, there's one death we missed after we talked this one, I have to bring it up. But, um, next we had, um, Houston Tumlin, who played the older brother mm-hmm. on Step Brothers of the young kids of the little the kids? Um, Talladega Knights. Talladega Knights. Sorry, Talladega Knights. He was the older kid. Um, sadly, and that was and that was his only acting. That's the only thing he did. Yeah, didn't do anything before that or after it. <laughs> you There's a time. lot of people who do <laughs> roles like that for you know, especially um, uh, like. Adam Sandler, a Will Ferrell type roles where they'll have one acting role and then that's it. So um, he sadly committed suicide. Apparently his girlfriend uh, confirmed. And uh, we just wanted to mention that because, you know, that's, that's one of those child things. Like you just hope with all hope that it had nothing to do with him being in you know, Talladega Nights, or because you know, every, people failed for fail to remember Jake Lloyd, who played young Anakin in um, uh, Phantom of the Menace, episode one. Um, I mean, he ended up being diagnosed with multiple personality disorder, like, he just had a just a rough go of it. And you know, you just hope that this isn't one of those situations where you know, he was tortured as a kid because of being in Talladega Nights, but. Um, that's sad. Um, and the one that's actually people, you, you, you didn't, you didn't mention this one and a lot of people, you know, missed, you know, talking about it. I didn't see much stuff except for, I kept seeing it on TikTok. That's why it reminded me before we came on is, uh, George, I can't remember how, I don't know how you spell it. Say his name. Is it Siegel or Seagal? Um, he played the grandpa on Goldberg's. Oh yeah. I, I, uh, I, I saw it, but I didn't put it in. He, I mean, I saw it later. He was so funny on the Goldbergs. I loved seeing him on there. Um, one thing that it re- what reminded me of it was uh, the one that plays the sister on the show just posted a thing saying, you know, I'm going to miss hearing your laugh. And, you know, it was pretty sad because, I mean, he was, oops, went back the wrong way. He was only 80. I mean, he was 87. Um but it was one of those things where you just, you know, you don't expect it, especially when they're acting so much, um, you know, because especially with COVID times, you see them on TV and you're like, oh, my gosh. And like I even said, it said complications from surgery. So you're like, you know, you feel horrible because you're like, how could have this you know, how could this have changed? What if he hadn't gotten the surgery? Stuff like that. So um, it it is it is sad to me, but I, I did love everything. You know, whenever I saw him, he had that face where you're like, hey, I know that guy. Where do I know that guy from? And what's funny is, is I don't remember seeing him in anything before 
that's where I know him from. Now I know. Now I'm. Now I know. That's why I remember him. He was the dad in Just Shoot Me. He played um, uh, Jack Gallo, and uh, his daughter was like the head editor kind of thing. It's a bunch of people you would know if you look at it. David Spade. That's where David Spade was at. I mean, you got Brian Posehn, Wendy Malik. Like you wouldn't know some of these names. Enrico Calanatoni. His face, you see it, but he was on there for 149 episodes. Uh, you know, it went on for six seasons, and that's where I remembered him from. That I saw him on the Goldbergs, and great character actor. Um, you know, sad to see, you know, someone with such great talent and who was still actively acting, you know, pass. But it's it's one of those things where I feel like, I don't know, man. It goes through those waves, and you know, for a while there we didn't have any, and then now even having like one or two big deaths a, a week and you know it's it's not happy but our thoughts and prayers go with all of them and we want to try and go into some more positive stuff just because we can and uh so we're going to start off with um legitimately yesterday this was just posted as Mike Tyson is going to be having a fight soon to Mike Tyson is going to fight Evander Holyfield to, oh, they're fighting on May 29th. So uh, it is confirmed. Mike Tyson confirmed it. Um, There was actually a little bit back and forth going on because um, Evander Holyfield's corner was saying, hey, Mike Tyson wants too much money for this. This is is ridiculous. So they're like, no, no, we're not going to do it. And then magically got confirmed. So it will be on the 29th. Here's to hoping we don't have any ear biting situations. Um, and ironically enough, Holyfield did defeat Tyson in both fights that had all the controversy. So, um, and Holyfield does not look like he looks like Tyson. They look like they could go back in the ring right now and fight young guys left and right. So, right. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> and I heard it happens. was going to be what 25 million split 50 50. So, they're both going to get a, a fair chunk of change on it. And mind you, um, I can't remember. Evander Holyfield is doing something. He has some sort of business. But uh, Mike Tyson obviously has the um, uh, weed business. And um, I'm trying to think what he does now, Evander Holyfield. Because um, he, the real deal Holyfield. Oh, man, that's, that's a long time ago. Oh, wow. I hate this. So so they have a thing on here that's like, oh, it's all bragging about what he does. Okay, so after his boxing career, let's see. Holyfield, he found Real Deal Records, which signed briefly successful group Exhale. Okay, no. That doesn't make any sense. Celebrity appearances. Yeah, I know about that. Oh, financial difficulties. Whoop. Oh, wow. And the flat broke. Oh, wow. So it says he's only doing personal appearances. So he probably needs this. Um, so it's going to be one of those situations. So hopefully it's not crazy, but, I mean, we're going to see what happens with this fight, whether it's successful, whether it's not. It's, you know, hopefully it's as good as the last one. And Mike Tyson, I'm assuming, has probably been training since the last fight because, like he said, he goes, he's I'm so old, I haven't been fighting in so long, and I didn't, you know, I was in shape but not boxing shape. So we'll see what happens. Um, 
Yeah, it does say that Holyfield makes in 2019 makes 1.2 million a year on personal appearances. Yep. Right. I mean, that's still uh, pretty good. Yeah, but you got to think some of these people like he probably if he lives in one of the mansions he bought when he was boxing, dude, that's like. Uh, yeah, but if that, he bought it, at least he hasn't got to pay for it. Yeah, it's but the, the upkeep. upkeep. The upkeep alone is probably, dude, if you buy a $20 million house, the upkeep alone is probably going to be a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to be one of those things where, you know. And who make... knows? It, it, could, it could be an MC Hammer situation and had to sell it and it lives in a van down by the river. Hey, that that's totally possible as well. Um, Now, the next one, I don't know if you watched it or not, Tim. I have uh, not. So the next one, there was a new trailer out for. It's called Hot Shot. Um, it's John Stamos. Um, I didn't recognize um, anyone else in it except I think, man, I know the actress. She's been in a bunch of stuff, and once you hear her name, you'll know who she is. But the premise is, I mean, we get a little bit of a premise, uh, but. Basically, the problem with it for me is we don't get enough of a premise. So all we get is like a real quick shows him throwing a chair, Bobby Knight style. And then next thing you know, he's getting sent to a a private school where he's supposed to coach the girls basketball team. And they're saying like, oh, you know, you can't coach the same way that you did the, the, the NCAA and you know it's that's what they're talking about, and I'm like, okay, you know, it looks like it's it looks, you know, decent. Big, it's called Big Shot. Why did I say Hot Shot? That's why I made a mistake. It's called Big Shot. Oh man, uh, yeah, I feel dumb now. So, sorry, it's called Big Shot. And I'll just read you what the synopsis says. It says a temperamental college basketball coach who gets fired from his job must take a teaching and coaching job at at an elite all girls private high school. And um, oh, that's who it is. I didn't even realize, man. She's lost a lot of weight. Um, uh, Yvette Nicole Brown. You would recognize her as uh the female black lead in Community, uh, who is very hilarious, and I've seen her do so much stuff. She looks great in it. Um, and then there's a bunch of younger actresses who don't, and actors, I guess, don't recognize them. Obviously, John Stamos, but. It's pretty much uh, other unknowns. Uh, it looks like Amy Peets plays his wife, um, which my fellow office nerds would recognize her as. Uh, I believe it's she's Donna from The Office, who is Michael's little fling. Um, so uh, I love her character on that. So we'll see. I don't know too much aside from that thing. And you, and you, you don't know why he gets fired in the trailer. All you know is he is no longer employed. And there's a radio thing going, is it true that, uh, so-and-so is going to coach corn is going to, uh, uh, is going to an all girls private school. And then they name the name of it. I don't remember what it is, but, uh, I just thought it was interesting to me because John Stamos has had not the greatest record with, um, you know, shows in, you know, recent memory. So, um, I mean, we're going to see what happens because it's a Disney Plus show. And I feel like Disney Plus has the money 
to where they pretty much could be like, yeah, we don't need to do this. We can just end it. We don't. We can wait. We can lose the money on it. Because I mean, so this is John Stamos's record lately. So he was on a show called Royalties for three episodes. Fuller House, obviously. Oh, that one didn't age well, so I'm not going to talk about that one. Um, he was in You for five episodes. I don't even remember him. He's Doctor Nikki, and then, I mean. I guess he was in Screen Screen Queens, and the last one he tried to be his lead on was Grandfathered in 2015. So, it's not like he's been you know going crazy on stuff. So it's going to be cool to see him, and uh, I, it, it looks promising. It does look promising for Disney Plus. Dude, you forgot. Speaking of Disney Plus, you forgot to mention he was Chef Louis on The Little Mermaid Live. Well, I don't come I don't, on now. Count that. I don't count that. And he was in my big fat Greek wedding too. Mm, yeah. You're, you're killing me, Smalls. Dude, the crazy thing is, is you know who created this? Who? Brad Garrett. Really? Yep. Created by Brad Garrett. And he's also an executive producer. I thought wow. that was pretty cool. Well, I see there's a lot of shows like that. Like my like my my son loves um uh Puppy Dog Pals, and that was created created by Harlan Williams. And right. if you know Harlan Williams and it doesn't make sense and he plays the main character, Bob, and it's like I, when I first watched it, I'm like, man, that voice sounds familiar. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's it's Harlan Williams. So it's one of those things. So the next thing that happened on Disney Plus, actually, is Falcon and the Winter Soldier is the most watched premiere on Disney Plus. Um. The craziest part about this is I was telling Tim, so anyone listening, I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm just going to say that the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, while it does tie into the Marvel Universe, and there might be some quotes and things that um, you won't know what they're talking about. They're very minor, the first episode. It's an amazing show on its own. Like you legitimately could watch it as like a separate show. I would watch it hands down. No problem. Just watch it on its own. If I've never watched anything Marvel, just because the action's good, the stories are good. Um, you actually get some backstory on some things, which I'll tell Tim afterwards. It'll make sense. So, um, which basically, if you hadn't watched the show, you wouldn't know about it because they don't talk about it in the Marvel movies at all. So, I decided it was a great first episode. I'm excited for the Friday uh, episode coming out again. Uh, and I know I'm going to try and get Tim to watch this. I think I think I can convince you to watch this one at least. Because it it's just you know it's great and it's only six episodes, so well, and the nice thing is is you don't need to. It sounds like you don't need to know a lot of the background on it. I mean, I'm there, sure it there's, helps, there's, but you don't. It's not like oh wait, why 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 is he doing that? I'm I'm lost. Right. I mean, there's going to be some things that you obviously would ask some questions, but it's going to be kind of like the Mandalorian. Yeah. It's going to be very Mandalorian-esque for you, I think. So if you're someone who didn't watch Star Wars 100% and you watched The Mandalorian and you had those kind of questions, that's how I feel Falcon and the Winter Soldier is, is there are some small tie-ins. They mention little things here and there. But I feel personally it was a very well-rounded episode, and I think it's a great lead into the show. And like I said, it was the most-watched premiere on Disney+. Plus For now. There's something coming up in a minute that's obviously going to be the most watched premiere after it. You know, I guarantee. Well, but I'm right sure now, there's a whole bunch of, I mean, a whole bunch of stuff on deck that 
you know, this this gets the title right now, and then give it time, then something else will get title. You know, I mean, remember Avatar just took mm-hmm. over in game last week, so there'll always be some something else coming up, especially with um, Disney Plus and every the and their um, release schedules that everyone is is excited about. Exactly. Um, I wish next- it. Ju- I wish it had the numbers though. They probably do, cause uh, yeah. But will they release them? I think Disney would, because they. So the thing about Disney and the difference between Disney and Netflix is, Disney thrives off of people just buying their their stock. So if they have the opportunity to just throw a number out there and be like, "Look, of our what are they? Ten million subscribers now? No, like a hundred million. 100 million. Sorry, I forgot the zero. So they have a hundred, about 100 million subscribers, and you figure, I don't know if it's available, if it's available anywhere but the U.S., or what countries might not have it. So let's say, best case scenario, it's available to 50 million people. Let's say they had 10 million people watch it. That's still more than any premiere episode of probably any show out there right now. Yeah. And the thing about this is, too, is, like, I think where HBO Max is dropping the ball is they don't have any, like, that many original shows. Like, they had um, Avenue 5, which is a great show with Hugh Laurie. I loved it. But I don't know when that's coming back. And I feel like Disney Plus has this, this locked down where it's literally, we only had one week without a show show. We had the behind the scenes from WandaVision in between the end of WandaVision and the start of Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I believe there's going to be something similar in between the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I think because Loki doesn't start until June, there is going to be somewhat of a gap, but they're going to have other stuff filling these gaps. So I think that I think Disney would release it eventually. I don't know if it's going to be right away. I think they want to use those numbers to try and calculate things because I don't think they want to release it. And then week two, it's down like you know half of it, so they don't want to have that kind of publicity. So we'll see how that goes. Um, the next topic, I think this is actually super interesting to me because I've been wondering why they haven't done this to begin with. So Xbox Live has been officially so they say it's been changed, but this is what they did. They switched it, they split it. So Xbox Live is been is the paid service that you do to have the online gaming capabilities. Xbox network is just a general online service. So basically I believe what they're trying to distinguish is like PlayStation, you can still play the games. You just can't play them online unless you have PlayStation plus. Right. Yep. Oh, wait, no, you can't, you can play them online without PlayStation plus. Can't you? Uh, no, you gotta have, well, <sighs> No, I think you gotta have place. At le- I mean, <laughs> I don't know what game you would play online single player, but anything that's multiplayer online, you have to have PlayStation Plus. So you have to have PlayStation Plus. So I think what they're trying to do is, is they still want people to have access to internet stuff, downloads the the network. So I think they're separating it because people get confused and they buy the Xbox Live. I think thinking that that is what they need to have to download and play games when it's not. I just think it's smart to separate it instead of having it all bundled up into one thing. So, I mean, we're going to, we're going to see, we're going to, we're going to see in the end if this works out for them. 
Um, and since we're talking about it right now, we'll just go right into the other Xbox news was they're in talks to buy discord for $10 billion or more than 10, over $10 billion. Do you know what discord is, Tim? Um, no, I mean, very, so, so basically it's like a chatting service. It's like, it's yeah. like an online community. Um, ConCon's cantina has one that we are very active in, especially when shows start getting a little more popular and we start debating, you know, theories and stuff like that. But yeah, I know like a lot of podcasts and whatnot use it. Uh, right. And you can the use the discord. I... Discord's great for bringing in guests. So like we could hatch. So what we could do is we could be recording our podcast by, I could have, uh, if I had the recruiting recording program hooked up properly, I could have you uh, call into the discord, have you be in there with me. We could be doing the podcast and we could bring guests in with that. So it's a great thing. But what people really like it for is when Connor and I were playing online, Tim, you need to hold on. You need to move forward because the thing's blocking your face and it's driving me nuts. Um, but uh, when we were playing online, you can go into a Discord and you could play and then have other people come in and talk to them while you're playing. So, you know, it's just you it's basically using the internet to chat. And there's meme thingies. You can do game nights. You can do all this kind of stuff. It's fun. But what I think they're trying to do is they lost um, – Mixer. Mixer was the streaming service that they had that was exclusive to place to Xbox. And I think what people want to do with it now is if they have Discord on the Xbox, you could do the chats and do different things. So to actually technically we're playing cross platform and let's say you and I are playing and then Connor joins us, but Connor wants to talk to me on Discord because that's how he's he's talking to other people. If you don't have that, guess what? I can only hear Connor. Or if I can only hear X if he goes to the Xbox chat, I can only hear Connor. Well, let's say you're playing on your PlayStation. If we have Discord, we can open the Discord on on the, the Xbox, have the audio play into our headset while we're playing the game, and you can hop on the Discord and talk too. So it's like a next level cross platform type of thing. So um I hope it happens. I think it's a great idea. And we're gonna see um we're gonna see soon enough whether or not they're gonna buy it they just finished the bethesda deal so they probably got something up else up else up their sleeve and we'll see soon enough oh wait when <laughs> i you confused me there when you're saying you know using the discord to chat but we play cross-platform already me you and connor the, and we the, use the regular chat but the problem is is let's say for instance me and connor are already playing uh-huh. And we're talking through Xbox chat. You can't join us. <laughs> oh, okay. Xbox has their own service on the thing where you can do a party chat and people can pop in and just be talking to you while you're playing the game. So yeah. streamers <laughs> like it too, because like with discord, when they record with discord on the computer, you can literally be playing the game and just have guest people pop in while you're playing. They don't have to even be playing the game. They can come in there and just talk to you. Yeah, it's almost like it's like a third party. Uh, well, I mean, it is a third it's party. Third where, like party, you said, yeah. with, with the Xbox One, um, you know, you can only talk if you're using Xbox or this one. As long as you have an account, you could talk. Correct. Account on Discord. Okay. And, so, and you can do it through your phone. You can do anything. Actually, and that's what's, when we were doing the Discord on YouTube, <laughs> on my, my computer, but... I can't, um, I don't have it looped in because I don't use Discord very often on my computer. 
So if I wanted to, I could loop it in and get all of our audio. So, yeah. So let us know how you feel about all these changes at Xbox. Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast gaming. Um, and now um, we're going to go to the biggest news probably of like people have been waiting for this. So we have a bunch of Disney Plus news that are actually entertainment related because Black Widow is going to hit theaters on July 9th as well as Disney Plus with Premier Access. This is probably gonna be the first one I will actually pay the money to watch with Premier Access. I've been looking through it for this to this movie for so long. I don't care people care that oh, you know, spoiler alert, she's dead in the movie. But this is a flashback. It goes back to where she goes back to where she's from. David Harbour from Stranger Things is her dad. He's freaking hilarious in it. He has superpowers. It's just amazing. He's got super strength. I love it. And then I get the feeling there's a lot of there's a lot of things in it that hint at certain things. So we don't know what's going to happen, but well, they and gave the it a day. And the funny thing with it is what a couple days before they were like, um, was it Bob Chapek came out and was like, we don't know. It's going to be game time decision, blah, blah, blah. And then like two days after it was like, oh, nope, here's a date. It's coming to theaters, you know, simultaneously with Disney plus premiere. I I think they were pulling that thing where they come out and say and then gauge the public's reaction. Yeah, pretty sure. But it it was still, you know. Uh, you know, funny with it because I'll, I mean, just looking through Disney stuff recently is that, especially with the parks, they'll, and, and it's tough because with the pandemic and everything, they'll do something or say something. And then two days later, it's, you know, like putting up those signs or it was, you know, only four, three to four guests per thing. And then the day later, they were down. Right. So <laughs> I just thought that was funny because everyone's like, Oh man, we didn't know we thought it was gonna come out, and then it's like, oh nope, now it's it's coming out. So I just thought that was, especially scrolling through news articles and timeline, I'm like, oh that's cool, and then like the very next dumb scroll up, I'm like, oh hold on wait, it just said, I don't know, I thought it was pretty funny. It is, and to go along with that, um, so Cruella's coming to theaters. And Premier Access. Um, Pixar's Luca is only coming to Disney Plus. And they did push back Marvel's Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. But I was first, I foresaw that because there has been some issues with the lead character from that movie saying some stuff. I can't remember what it was, but there was some controversy around him. It wasn't bad. Um, but there was something with him and then there was some delay because I guess the set design is massive. Like they're creating these huge sets just for Shang-Chi. So, you know, it's 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 expected. And Cru- Cruella, I mean, if that comes out before Black Widow, I might have to get that one too. I don't know. Cru- Cruella comes out scheduled right now for May 28th. So I'm going to have to watch it because that one looks really good too. And we haven't seen Emma Stone in quite a while and this is like a, a character performance. We haven't seen her do a real character performance. So, I mean, we're, we're going to see what happens. I'm excited for that one, too, because it's, it's an origin story. I hope it brings 101 Dalmatians to the to the present time. Um, and then we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll meet the henchmen in this one. Right. Or at least get their backstories on how everything, you know, 
they came about more so. Um, but it was weird how you mentioned with, um, you know, delaying that uh, Shang-Chi. It said it was, uh, in the article that I read, that with um, the schedule shift for Black Widow was the is what forced um, the Shang-Chi bump back to September 3rd. So, and that's expected to have a traditional uh, theatrical release as well. So, yeah, and, crazy. I, I, and, I, and I there was two like years, two like, years because this pushback has been two years since we've had a Marvel movie. Yeah. And it's crazy. There was like, what, one, two, three, four other ones that got postponed or pushed back also. So, it's, and I think now with, you know, we didn't know, is it going to be, you know, how are they going to do the theatrical releases and with, you know, it's county by county on when theaters could open up my county, actually our theaters opening up on this Friday. Um, Same for us. We we, we up in the red tier. Yeah. Which would be March uh, 26, obviously at limited capacity and, you know, all the restrictions to do it. Yes. But, um, you know, with it, it's, you know, you don't know what, yeah, you could do it a nationwide theatrical release, but if half the theaters are still closed, I mean, they're, they're still closed. So, you know, who knows what, well, what's and going for, on for those interested. I have seen some of the, the, so the theaters that do this select your seat thingy, they actually, when you look at it, um, they, they have it on there. Like it says on the two screenshots I've seen, it says, um, you know, we are doing limited seating with spacing out for people to safely sit and watch the movie and then I looked at it, and it said, you know, the X is marked either blocked off seats or seats for that have already been selected. And I'm surprised they're not charging more money because it literally looked like there was like 15, 20 people in the theater. That's all it looked like they could get. And you got to think. So if I go in there, I'm not scared of COVID, but I'm like, I want to keep my distance. I pick an aisle seat so I can be safe, which would be smart to do. And I'm one person, and what they were doing, they're doing it in twos. And so if you select the one, now you just eliminated like eight seats next to you to the right or the left, and then then they got a comp. So whoever's doing this, I feel for them because they're going to have to learn how to do this kind of um, creatively. Very creative. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the only way you, you can do it because the, the movie theater down here is we get to pick our seats, which is awesome. Don't have to show up early or anything. Nice comfy yes. seats that recline, you know, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> but, and with it, the nice thing is, is they're bigger seats too. Um, so like they were saying when the pandemic first started and everything shut down is when they come back, it's like, you really only probably need, you know, maybe one seat or two seats. Def- I mean, two seats for sure. But, you know, I don't know if Bill do it with, with one seat where, um, you know, before, if you don't have that seats are smaller, so you may need, you know, three or four seats to do that distancing. Right. And, right. I mean, the, the only way to do it is you can't just have it as, you know, kind of a, a crapshoot down there. Cause like you said, if you're one person, well, you know, I got a family of four, how, how are we gonna, gonna do this? And maybe the family of four is a mom, dad, and two kids. Um, you know, it's it's going to be tough. I mean, you basically got to do some sort of, um, you know, a really assign seat or, or block out seats and be like, hey, you know, I'm sorry. I wish you could sit, you know, four next to each other. But then that screws everything else up around it. Where if we could do two and then, 
you know, you can only pick these two and have empty ones around it. Um, you know, that's really the, the only way to do it. Um, and the nice thing is, is with ours is, um, if you sit on the aisle, I don't think you would need uh, a person in front of you or behind you. I think you're far enough, um, you know, distance wise out on it. So you wouldn't really need to go like every other row on an aisle seat, but I, I don't know who knows, you know, this week CDC came out and said you could be three feet apart in schools and it was six feet. So it changes by, uh, by the day here. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to, um, we're going to see how everything, you know, happens. So I got the list right now. So basically with Marvel, they, right now we have the episodes of Falcon Winter Soldier. It runs until April 23rd. And then we have a bit of a break until Loki and Loki prepares his first episode on June 11th. They don't know how many episodes, but it will run straight into the MCU movie in more than than two years of Black Widow will drop. Um, What If, which is the animated, which I'm going to watch 100%, will be the next big summer show for Marvel animated series. Uh, Shang-Chi will release on Disney Plus on September 3rd. Oh, so it's going to Disney Plus, not theatrical. Sorry, I'm looking at the um, movie theater down here and see how they have it blocked out. So it says the first trailer for Saint Simu Liu Liu led Kung Fu Thrill Ride. We're all waiting for it to arrive sooner or later as the movie is like six months away. And then we get Miss Marvel in the fall and winter. And uh, let's see. Fan favorite Young Avenger who will go on to appear in Captain Marvel 2. Then we get Hawkeye series. Um, I, they don't have a premiere date yet. November, November 5th, Eternals comes out and that one is a big one and then december 17th we get spider-man no way home which that one doesn't really get um that one doesn't really get you know credit because it's not it's it's not disney it's marvel it's not disney and then venom let there be carnage will be coming out this year two weeks after shang chi on september 17th um and it's independent mcu influences so it means it might not have the same connection so there is so much coming out in this next. So Disney Plus is just stacked. So we're going to see what happens. Um, one thing that we mentioned with things reopening is um, Ace Ventura. Th- no, Ace Ventura 3. Hold on. Before that, Magic Mountain in California is set for opening on April 1st. Now, Magic Mountain is slightly different, I feel, than other amusement parks. Um, so for those that don't know, it's kind of. It's not in the middle of nowhere, but it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's in the middle of the mountains. So I don't know how populous that county is and how fast, you know, because technically I think you could get vaccinations to the certain point. So just so people know, if you've noticed, California, the counties are opening up faster. And that's because they changed all the requirements for opening a county back up from active cases to percentage of people who have the vaccination. California got sped up in multiple locations because freezers or refrigerators would break. And then they'd be like, you need to give these out to the people. And they would literally call and put people out and say, Hey, come and get this shot now because we will, they're going to go bad. We need to give the shot. So California is like way ahead now. Um, and I think the United States is like at 14% for the whole U S and they are being very 
picky of who gets it. So um, this is kind of big, you know, Mount Magic Mountain is a amusement park that has, you know, I wouldn't say more adult than Disney, but they have the loop-de-loop rides. They have, well, you it's know, more thrill-seeking roller coasters. Every year. I mean, I think, at, I mean, at one point for there for a cool a handful every roller coaster they build it was some type of world record roller coaster um, right whether it's the the tallest not necessarily the fastest had the most corkscrews or double corkscrews i think the last one they did it had a um a loop that would go on around the outside and then come back and go around the inside of the loop and i guess that's never been done right so it's um yeah and it's in uh los angeles county it's still in Los Angeles County, even though it's over an hour away. Dude, Los Angeles County is huge. I didn't think about that. I mean, Los Angeles County oh. starts like at the top of the grapevine and goes all the way till almost Disneyland. So it makes sense because weirdly, Los Angeles County was opening back up really quick. So man, it is where it is. Well, I or- mean, they got a big distrib- uh, distribution centers down there. You know, oh, Dodger, Sta- Dodger Stadium. Um, Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it was it was one of the first ones that uh, our governor went down and, and did it. But anyways, really quick, though, I found out how the theaters down here are doing seating. It's basically a, what it looks like. It's a free-for-all pick. You could pick wherever, and wherever, whether it's one seat or a group of seatings, what they do is they're seating every row, but wherever you pick and that's available, two seats next to it are the buffer. Okay. So, if you, so if you pick an aisle seat, then it'll be two seats to whether it's your left or right, depending on what aisle you're on. And then you could have seats after, after that. Because I know um, Sac- Sacramento was doing it where it was pre-planned. Where you could see, sorry, you could see maybe they, people had already started picking seats. So maybe yeah. maybe what happens is you can pick a seat and then the two in front, two behind, and two to the right are blocked off. So maybe that's how it starts. Or yeah. They might, I think some might preemptively block seats out because that way they don't have to worry about someone picking an awkward seat and then losing the amount of revenue they can get because they calculate that. They know they have to have so many people. So, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah. In Tulare, it's not, not like that. I mean, it's, I'm looking at a theater right now and all seats are open. Um, and then you get ones where a lot of them are full and it's not, they're not doing the behind the back and whatnot. It's just the side, side to sides are the buffer seats. Hmm. Maybe so, they're taking, it, taking into account the, the three feet then maybe. And it's, it's two of them. Oh no, this one, it's probably like six to eight feet from the person sitting and the next guy, because it's stadium seating. So the oh, next and behind you the, is and it's the uh, big recliners too. Up because, and back, it's the big recliners. Yeah. Ours Regal in town in Turlock doesn't have the recliners yet. So the one in Modesto did it. They what they did they did it theater by theater, and they pulled the seats out and put new ones yeah. in. Yeah. I think I think the one in Turlock's probably going to do it sooner than later. But because of this, you know, they're hurting for money. They're not going to do it probably yet. But um, that makes sense. Um, yeah. So it's it's crazy where you got. I mean, you got a full theater because I thought maybe they would you know place buffers throughout, but it's a full theater, and whenever you make your you know, they have the available seats whenever you make your selection, then they put the the buffers in next to that. So good to know. it's well, pretty cool. Hopefully everything will be back open when they hopefully so Ace Ventura three is in production talks with the people who wrote um Sonic the Hedgehog. 
and it is rumored that Jim Carrey would return for it. I did not hate the second one. The second one, I guess, apparently, I haven't, I haven't watched it forever. It does not age well. It does not age well at all. First one, still hilarious. Sh- shocking the rating it got for this one of the first scenes in the movie is very highly inappropriate for children. You can't see what's going on, but it's, antici- it's in- insinuated. But, you know, I'm excited for it. Jim Carrey has kind of, um, you know, no offense to... Uh, uh, Jenny McCarthy, but ever since he left her, he's kind of normaled out a little bit. Um, you know, ever since she blamed uh, vaccines on giving her kid autism, and then it medically being proven her kid didn't have autism, he had some sort of di- uh, other disability, and her not apologizing to people for bashing them or talking to them in certain ways. Um, and then, you know, Jim Carrey and her, they split, uh, ever since then, I'm not saying he's had a normal kind of career type of trajectory again, but it's been different than when he was kind of on one of those activist kicks where, Hey, no, no offense. If you want to be an activist, I full wholeheartedly support you, but people don't remember, you know, realize that sometimes it does have an effect on your career. And so. I think it had a little bit of an effect on his career and now he's kind of getting back in the swing of things. And I heard he was amazing in Sonic the Hedgehog. Hopefully he gets to be put in the second one. And, um, you know, if you do Ace Ventura three, man, I'm all down for it. Did you, did you say you didn't like Ace Ventura two or that it just hasn't aged well? No, I said, I liked it. It hasn't oh, aged okay. well. It hasn't aged at all. Well at all. Oh, cause that's, I like that better than the first one. And that one's got a lot of racist stuff in it. And that one has there's a, there's a there's a lot of stuff in it that's not good. The second one, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in it that's not like it has a lot of stuff that just doesn't. Uh, oh open. yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, anything doesn't age well. But when it came out in the days that it came out, and that's that's the type of comedies that was was popular at that time. Yeah, maybe so, so but we'll <laughs> you see. know. I mean, yeah, you could say that. I mean, about a lot of movies. So, um, the next thing we're going to talk about, uh, I don't know if have you, have you started the movie yet, or have I'm you three quarters of the way through it. Okay, I watched, so watched it today because it wasn't supposed to come out till this Friday. I thought because on the on the trailer it says March 26, but it's already out. Um, it was a Netflix documentary, Operation Varsity Blues: The College Admission Scandal. Now this is crazy because this is now what two years old. It started in 2019. It got exposed. Yeah, I got exposed. It's been it's been going on for like twenty plus or not twenty plus years, but some iteration of it was the guy that has been doing it has been, has been doing it for a while. And the, the the sucky part, like they they man they knew what they were doing when they did this because they were like, uh, they basically said like it's literally clips of people finding out they didn't get into their school. And it's all the schools that some of these famous people's kids got into. And so it was one of those things where you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, but don't put just watching it three quarters of the way through it. Don't put a lot of emphasis on that. Just FYI. No, 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 no. I know that. But I mean, like, I, I, I get the feeling like when you watch the trailer, it almost oh, you get, you get a feel for those kids. Yeah, no, no doubt. It also makes you feel like, look, I get why you know, these parents did it for their kids because it doesn't matter who you are. You know what I mean? Nowadays, everything has to be so transparent that 
like the, the the joke on the office when the office was almost you know like three seasons from ending or when they brought andy on about how he went to cornell and he couldn't get in so his parents donated money to, to have a wing named after their family you know that's was was a common joke on all these movies was oh you couldn't get in so your parents donated money now they can't do that anymore you know there's a lot of people like um what was it um dr dre's the, daughter on the on the blind side well no dr dre though they didn't she didn't get in trouble because he, before she was even born he was giving money to the school no he i kept, know but when you have enough money to create not a building but a whole program true. um and the and the daughter gets in it's like well but um, she, the daughter, went about posting it the wrong way and got a lot of backlash about right. it. Right, um, but she got in on merits, I believe. Now, yeah, sure, I, I think she did, honestly, because they even came out and they said, well, Dr. Dre's been giving money to this school for a god-off amount of time. Like, it wasn't, like, if I knew my son wanted to be something at three years old, I'm not investing money in a school to make sure he gets in there in 16 to 17 years that ain't happening and that's what he was doing when she was first born or when he was making good money he started donating money to give back and it was towards black programs i watched i read read the whole thing about him but yeah but you don't think that didn't have any type of persuasion for her i don't think it i don't think it had as much as you think it did i honestly don't because here's the problem here's the problem i agree to disagree they weren't altering documents they weren't changing certain things and here's the crazy one Lori laughlin almost got away with it almost got away with what they did because they're literally i think one of the flyers for the rowing team which is what her daughter was supposedly there for small you know that's what she was going to do literally said it like it was literally a ad like it doesn't mean no it doesn't matter if you don't have experience we'll make a rower out of you basically something like that so they were almost but then she just wanted to end it and she pled guilty kind of thing and it was like okay you know it is what it is well but, uh, but for her to get to get into it was falsified documents right and i and what and the the thing that i looked at it i it didn't falsify her grades but it falsified her extracurriculars, almost all of it. The thing that I was kind of like, you know, I feel it is because now with celebrities, it's almost like I don't care who you are or whose kid you are. If you're not qualified enough, you're not going to get in. And I feel like a lot of times these, these parents think that, you know, I mean, how do I know if I didn't have that kind of money and I had a means, I wouldn't do that for my kid. I don't, I don't know that. I honestly don't know that, you know, yeah, I would hope but, my kid, but, <laughs> but one thing I will say before you go, one thing I will say, um, cause the older daughter for, um, what's her face? The first one that went to jail that's married to Felicity Huffman, Felicity, Felicity Huffman, her older daughter went through and graduated everything. She graduated everything. It was the second daughter who was the one that got, was involved in it yeah. and left and flat out said she didn't even want to go to college. So that makes me mad because it was kind of like, you know, I'm sorry, you're not normal. If you had that much money, why couldn't you just get her into a state school or have her go to junior college and transfer? Because the, the thing said, what well, is it like 14% of people who apply to colleges get in, like the big colleges, like the one by me, Stan State, 
pretty much takes everybody in because it's not really a huge campus life type thingy. So it just, you know, I think they were down something like 15%. Well, and it depends locations. on how many kids apply as well. True. And, and, and right now is the time. So for those of you that, you know, want to go back to college or do whatever, now's the time to do it because enrollment's down dramatically because of the pandemic. So there is a lot of opportunity. But in the peak of this, it was literally, I remember when we were in high school, so 2003 we graduated, there was two people that were over valedictorian. And legitimately, I didn't even know this at the time because I didn't have great grades. I had like a 3.6. But what they would do is if you had a 4.2 something, because I guess that's, you could get that if you have enough classes, mm-hmm. and the other person had like a 4.1 something, you could alter your grade to get you a 4.2, not a 4.25, like a 4.2 if you changed your grade to a pass-fail. And there literally was like just for getting into colleges, they were you, you wanted the valedictorian thing on your on your your resume, and it was so cutthroat. And to see in this documentary, because the, the guy, like you said, these people got caught recently, but they have records going back twenty years that this guy has been doing it. Yeah, no, he he knew exactly what what he was doing. The oh, main yeah, guy on 100%. it. And the thing is, is he had a lot of contacts at these universities to do it. It wasn't just a one-person ring show. Because didn't a lot of people reti- resign from the from the colleges? Because it was it was uh, it was well, USC. They're they're going to get resigned or fired or you know so a lot of stuff. Going I can't remember. On. Was it, it was UCLA, USC, and where what where else was it? It was USC, Yale, Stanford, um, Yale. Yeah, soccer coach really? at Yale. Yeah. Um, those were the three ones that came up. Yeah. You obviously USC was, was the big one. Um, and that was because that a higher up in the, like, I think like senior president or senior vice president, whatever of admissions was in on it. So basically she would go to, um, when they meet for, but she was, uh, admissions for athletics so when they'd go to like the admissions board or like three or four guys or the uh, the um admissions for the college you know she come in oh here's these athletes you know that the coaches you know basically would vouch for um and then they give them to her and she'd go and say yeah here's the ones that that we want and they go okay and so that was she was in on it. So there's a huge in right there when you have the top yeah. person that's talking to the admissions for the school um, and she's on the athletic side. And like they said, on the athletic side, um, it was they were taking the coach's word for it. So if the coach said, oh, yeah, no, he's awesome. I want him. They go, OK, you know what you're talking about. They didn't do any background or anything on it. I mean, all of these kids, all she had to do was called her high school and you would have figured out, Oh, so this guy, you know, Oh, he's a star water polo. He's never played water polo in his life. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that's how one guy kind of started to get digging his nose into it. It was a school counselor. Um, and like I said, then you got a lot of coaches and basically at the end of the day, money talks. That's all what it was is money talks. And even one guy says like, yeah, you got your truth and your laurels or whatnot, but you know, there's, you know, most of the time there's a cost to that. 
and <clears throat> and then they had a a proctor that did the SATs and ACTs as well and he got in on it so that's how they got their scores up and he knew exactly how to get the scores perfect for them to that would look good for them so the kid would come in take the test um, and then he would go in and kind of fill in the bubbles on to get them uh, what was it like SAT say you needed like a 1530 well he'd right. get them a 1530 because he would fill it in the right answers for them to, to get that or ACT you needed wow. a 32 out of 36 <laughs> he would do that so the kids thought that they went in there oh man that was hard whatnot I don't think I did it and then all of a sudden oh hey look I got a 32 on the ACTs which is perfect it's like well yeah because the test that you took wasn't the one that got turned in the proctor was the one that did it and it was always just a one-on-one the proctor was there and the student and the proctor was in on it so that's how they got in um or hitting the minimum qualifications or the qualifications on the sats and acts or whatnot so basically the the kids didn't do anything um in most cases on it and then the other guy, hey, send me a picture of him in a swimming pool with some action shots and water polo gear, and I'll Photoshop it on a water polo guy or a rowing guy or whatnot. So, uh, and a lot of the parents were very wealthy off parents, multimillionaires. I mean, it wasn't just anybody; they had the money to do it. Um, well, and I think I think <clears> the big thing and, is too is there's a lot of people that people don't even know who they are who were rich for whatever reason that wasn't celebrity esque. And that was what, because I think there was like, what, 10, 10 kids total? Like the yes. main group of kids, something like that. Yeah. It was 10 kids recently. So I, I guess they didn't mess with the ones from before. Yeah, no, exactly. And a lot of the parents were like, I don't want my kid to know. I just want him to get in, do, you know, do whatever you got to do. And if the, you know, they always bring the reoccurring. Well, you know is it legal? Have you got caught? He's like, I've been doing it for over 20 years and I've never got caught or anything. Nobody's asked about it. As long as you don't tell anybody, we're good. It's like, yep. well, that, that, uh, that makes, that makes sense. And what happened is I forgot how, what brought it down. Oh, it was, um, like a warrant or something on somebody that was connected with it. And he's like, Oh, wait, I don't want to go to jail. Let me yep. rat this he guy, rat out. guy out. Yep. And he's, and, and they're like, everything. Oh, okay. Or no, he was talking, that was the Yale soccer coach. And then, so they got all the dirt on the Yale soccer coach, brought him in. And he's like, Oh wait, I don't want to go to jail. Here's the guy's name. And they're like, okay, we're going to wire you, make some phone calls, get him. And then it just spiraled and, you know, went on from there. So basically what caught him was an unrelated, you know, warrant or something for one guy and then it just snowballed in into that but like what the guy said he's like there's the front door there's the back door i'm using the side door um which is kind of you know using the the athletics route but twisting that um because like you said it's the coach's word for it and if you got the coach in your pocket or on your payroll oh yeah of course they don't have to go to practice or anything like that yeah he's a walk-on not going to get a scholarship or anything because the parents could pay for it. <laughs> um, the front door is, you know, as you normally would go in, you know, me or you hey, and whatnot, got yeah. the grades, do it the, the normal way. And the back door is the guy that makes the $40 million donation. And, <laughs> and the funny thing is, is like they say, the front door and the back door aren't guaranteed. 
you know, you could still apply, have the grades and fit everything. And they could just say, Hey, sorry, you just don't fit our stuff. <laughs> we you we know. don't have enough room for you. Well, try but again, people don't try know. People year. don't know. They do have quota esque type thingies. So if you have any kind of ethnicity that's not white or her her Hispanic, they they do try to bring you in to diversify their campuses. Yep. It's not anything racial. It's legitimately they want to make sure their campuses are diverse. So yep. being a white person, you do have a slight disadvantage. Yep. If you're not like if you're like me, who's just an average student who excels at things on accident, you know, I don't I didn't have a chance. I had no chance. That's why I didn't apply. No, yeah, it, it, exactly. Um, and like I said, the back door, hey, donate, you know, your forty two million dollars or you know, you're you're donating multi million dollars, and they could still say, um, you know, it'll get you a second look and then it's not guaranteed. Or like he says, this side door, he's like, I haven't had a kid get denied yet. If you do what, if you follow through and do everything I tell you to do, not a single person has got denied. And that's what the parents wanted. They wanted a guarantee. I want you to guarantee that my son gets in here because even if I donate the $40 million, yeah, <laughs> he has a higher chance of getting in, but it's not guaranteed. They all want that, that guarantee. And right now, right when I turned it off, it was right when... Um, they caught the main guy uh, on doing it. I'm like, you know, this is the perfect time to stop. Which I think and, I don't even I don't think he's finished his trial stuff yet because he has more stuff to deal with. But the one yeah. thing I have heard is there are a lot of because you can go to these professionals who actually train you or train your kids on how to pass stuff, which is not against the law or against the rules. And I have yeah. heard a lot of them that when they do the donation thing that they'll have their kids go to junior college first because people don't realize when you go to junior college, you're in a different acceptance thing. You're basically looked at as, look, they're not going to pay as much money, but they're going to take the, the the classes we don't have as many kids to fill in for whatever reason, like if it's a more advanced class and whatnot. So um, I think that's amazing. I'm going to try and watch it this weekend, maybe when we get back from our trip. So uh, don't spoil anything else for us. I want to watch it and get as much of out of it. Uh, let us well, know. I mean, there's have watched it nothing or to spoil in it. True. Um, if you've seen anything that you guys do like on Netflix, let us know. Facebook.com slash FOMOcast, Twitter, FOMO underscore cast, FOMO podcast on Instagram, or go to our link tree, L I N K T R dot E E slash FOMOcast gaming has everything there. Um, we're going to go a little bit rapid fire. We're going longer, going long tonight. Um, so, First thing, Warner Brothers has struck a deal with Regal, which more than likely will also roll over to AMC and other theaters, which they are no longer going to be doing the direct to HBO Max thing anymore. They're going to let it have theater only starting in 2022, which personally I think is just kind of a cop out because they didn't think theaters were going to open this year. So they're kind of like, yeah, next year is good to go. So it is what it is. Um so you um, catch your stuff right now. Um, I need to finish Justice League because I've been trying to watch it multiple times and I just don't have time. Maybe I'll watch it Friday night. I don't know. And then, um, you know, Wonder Woman did not do great. So, yeah, yeah. But they did say that Wonder Woman 84 did have more views the opening weekend than the Justice League Snyder's Cut did. So who knows? And then lastly, in the generic pro- uh, pile, um, 
The Rock actually made an announcement after I posted this, but uh, Pierce Brosnan has been cast as Dr. Fate in the Black Adam movie, and apparently he's a hero. He's a part of some sort of team. I don't know. I didn't follow uh, that DC as much as a kid, so... Um, aside from Batman, you know, I didn't follow much. So we're going to see what happens, what kind of character he plays. And uh, um, uh, you can never beat um, Pierce Brosnan trying to do an American or British accent because he is super Scottish. And I had no, no, Irish. He's Irish, I think. can't remember. He's one of those two, Scottish or Irish. We'll figure it out. But um, I'm happy they're making progress on that movie because Black Adam, Adam has been teased for like four years now. And I'm just kind of like, man, this is this is starting to get old. You know, we were sitting here trying to, I don't know, get some movies and stuff going on, and Black Adam just holding stuff down. Yeah, so he is from Ireland. He's he's Irish, Irish yeah, yeah. Um, so now we're going into the um, the Disney pile. We're gonna go kind of rapid fire. This first one, I saw the kids TikTok channel, and. Uh, just so you know, Tim, he didn't just get fired for sneaking into the wedding pavilion. So a guy got fired from Disney World cast member got fired. He had a bunch of TikToks about being a cast member, which they don't they don't mind that. But he did one where he did a drinking around the parks thing where he drank water out of the fountains. He'd fill a water bottle full of fountain water and drink it and rate it, which is against their policy because he's condoning unhealthy and you know inappropriate things within the part people know that he's a cast member it'd be different if he didn't say he was a cast member on it and then he did open up the wedding pavilion area go how do they have this just unlocked and i'm sure he knew it was unlocked because he worked there no, um, yeah exactly and the it, water one the water one was an ad for the bo- there's a water bottle on tiktok called coldest i think is what it's called and it's supposed to keep your water cold forever kind of thing and that's what he kept pouring the bottle. He dipped the bottle in the fountain, and, and you can see the logo on the side of it. And so it was probably a paid sponsorship kind of thing, too. Yeah, but I mean, even you know, with the fountain thing or whatnot. But on the wedding pavilion or whatnot, that was it was a, a closed off area. So I mean, he a went in went in there, and then like you said, b getting the fountain. I mean, you got to be smart enough to. I mean, the the wedding fountain one. It said it got three million views. Mm-hmm. And the second one, drinking the water, got six million views. So you're not you're not hiding hiding that right no. there. And if you're a cast member, you know the rules. I mean, c- come on now. And I guess he said he's like, well, uh, if they would have just the, the article that I read, well, if they would just told me, I would have taken it down and not fire me. It's like, no, that's that's not you broke the rules, dude. Well, and that's what he said in the video. He got in the he he posted a video right after he got fired. He and he said that they would just talk to me about taking him down and take him down. That's the problem, though, is that's not what it's about. It's about you doing stuff that looks because people forget when. So if I go out and get drunk with my company shirt on, you don't think that looks bad on my company? Yes, it does. So he's doing the same thing because he advertised that he was a cast member. So everything he was doing can be construed misconstrued as well i guess disney condones people drinking from the fountains in the parks man i can i want to go find this thing so hey is the portuguese say being fate because that's what you get you know you you get what comes to you when you you do that um i didn't see this but someone died at epcot yeah right outside of spaceship earth outside of spaceship earth sorry 
Um, I guess it happened Saturday night uh, at like 8.30. Uh, I guess I guess just, uh, I don't know if he fell down, fell over or whatnot. Um, and he was a 66-year-old tourist, had uh, medical issues, and then um, a couple days later passed away. But they said it was um, diet of natural causes stemming from heart problems. So sad to uh, to see that somebody you know, passed away or, or had problems. It wasn't like he was coming off of a crazy ride or anything like that. I mean, even Spaceship Earth isn't really that crazy of a ride. I'm sure it just just happened to be there and had a, a heart problem. So, um, but, yeah. That's so sad. that stinks. Um, next, um, so Disney Park Pass reservations are fully book, booked through April 8th for theme park tickets and resort guests and for those that don't know um when you do book a resort i believe now on the when you book it you actually pick the days where you want to go while you're doing the booking of the resort as well because the pass is included usually with the room so you have to pick you do have to pick that so that makes sense but um for me personally it's not really um a big thing because it is spring break coming up these next few weeks. So I, it was fully expected by me. Um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going out of town this weekend. We booked a reservation. It's for our anniversary for a restaurant and they only had like five times available for that night and they close at a certain time. So it's kind of like, Oh wow. You know, uh, you know, it's kind of crazy. Everything is just kind of booked. So it's not very hard. Um, Digital animated theme park tickets available through Disney Magic Mobile Pass. That's cool. Yeah. So it's, basically, and there's, there's like a handful that you could choose from too. So it's not just like the the one that you would get when you would go normally. <clears throat> nope. No, exactly. It's on your phone. You could get different ones. Um, and like they say, it's not required to have this for your ticket. I mean, your ticket, your ticket. This is just, um, you know, like a little a little perk to pizzazz your your pass and there was like i said probably about a, a dozen or so different ones that <laughs> that you could choose from so it was, mm-hmm. it was pretty cool that is pretty awesome i like that um i uh i think that that's kind of a cool interactive way and it saves paper so right um i did see this one that walt disney world was testing a new facial recognition technology for theme park entry now i do know that's why they changed the um the photo on the actual passes because they're having problems with people that look similar. We're trying to use each other passes. You know, you, you do a same day park or pass or whatever, and people would show up and, you know, switch passes, whatever. So I'm okay with it. But um, the thing I don't like about it is, is usually when this happens, um, it, it usually means that they're working on something probably for the government. I wouldn't doubt it. Well, I mean, they take your, it's either your facial or your fingerprint. It's one of two ways to get into to Disneyland. So, I mean, <laughs> they got your fingerprint no no matter what, if you do the, the other way. Um, but it's, it's cool on this one. You walk up, of course, it has just one line for it. It's not like all of them. And it's completely touchless. You put your magic band up, it scans that. Instead of putting your thumbprint or fingerprint on the scanner, it, you look into this thing and it's like how you see those um, touchless uh, forehead scanners to take uh-huh. your temperature. That's exactly what it is, but it's just facial. 
you could keep your mask on, but you have to take sunglasses or hats off. So hmm. that's pretty cool. Well, that's good to know. Now we know what you gotta go, what's gonna happen when you go there. Um, Disney's augmented reality patent application turns human skin into communi- communication network. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's and like these things, they Disney files patents all the time, um, just to to have them. Uh, and sometimes something comes from it. Other times, you know, it just sits there and mm-hmm. it takes years or decades. And it's like, oh, hey, we got this now that technology is caught up a little bit. Let's, let's try this out and it'll be easier to do and probably less expensive, but um, (laughs) it's cool. Kind of Reuters Digest version is um, they give an example. Imagine picking up a Mickey Mouse toy, looking at Mickey through a headset and having him talk to you. That's what the technology does. So it's called um, body channel communication technology. It's embedded into objects like toys allowing two-way communication through touch interaction. Um, information flows through the user's skin, turning the human body into an extension of a computing network. The patent identifies touch interface interaction as physical content using hands, feet, and other methods of touch. Um, and the application notes that it's possible to receive the signal without touching it from up to five centimeters away. And five centimeters is like pretty much touching it because it's that's really close. So... Hmm. It was, you know, cool that, um, you know, that type, uh, just a more so interaction and doing it from not like you have to, I mean, you have to touch it, but you don't have to do more so than just pick up the toy. You don't have to pick up the toy. Oh, and let me scan this or do that for it to happen. Because I know a lot of, um, with me being in the wine industry, the cool thing now is having um, augmented reality labels or augmented labels where you download an, uh, the app from the winery or what whoever created the label um, company behind it and you kind of scan it and the label comes to life um, a lot of them are familiar with the 19 crimes one with well I know Snoop Dogg's on that one but before it uh, it was like a prisoner and it told his oh yeah tell tell his story yeah yeah <laughs> would tell his story so um where this one, you're kind of taking out that um, cell phone element and just doing it through touch. So I thought it was pretty cool. We'll see if it if anything happens or if it's just one that they file a patent for, put it in a binder, put it up top at a or in a drawer in a desk somewhere and dust it off in the years to come. Well, that is something. So we never know. It, it's in the way they do patents. I have heard stories that they have patents in the '60s for stuff they just completed recently because they just want to get the patent out there, kind of thing. So, yep. Um, so, design has been revealed for the first Walt Disney Resort, Disney World Resort license plate in honor of the 50th anniversary of the world's most magical celebration. It's actually pretty cool. Um, it's obviously a license plate for your car, and it's a legit license plate. It's not like a fake one or anything like that. Like the ones um, I have, yeah. Yeah, you see the ones like from Las Vegas or um, uh, what's the other one? Like Lake Tahoe has one. The uh, Ag Plate is another one. And it's cool. It's got on the one side of it, like the Ag Plate, I forgot what it has um, on the one side of it. So you can't have the whole lettering. 
it has the castle and it has their 50 uh it says 50 in the middle of it so it, it's actually pretty cool it looks legit and you could slap that on your car hey let's do it to it um wow so and right. then this one we talked about this one last time the Brightline yep. high-speed rail is not scheduled to connect to Walt Disney World until at earliest 2026. Now, does this have anything to do with like the wildlife surveys they have to do because they're going over all that swampland, or is it, did it? No, say- I I think it's there's two different routes that it could take, and they're one of them costs half as much as the other one, and it's all depending on what route it's it's they need to do, and then once I mean you got to have a route before you could basically plan anything else out um and one route's going to cost uh one little over one billion with a b billion dollars and another route is going to cost a little over two billion dollars so i think it's just because what they gave them an extension already um to kind of figure out what's going on so it looks like that uh now they're getting their wheels turning and just figuring out which route they they want to take the one billion or the two billion dollar one. So I just mm. do that in there as you know it, when it first came out, it's like oh cool that's awesome. But it's like anything oh it's great to have like a high speed type rail to do it, but it's not going to happen for another you know ten fifteen years. This is just the beginning stages of it. It's still got to get built. If you're in California, you know how that's going. Where um, this one, I mean, granted it's only going to be in like five more years. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see. it's not gonna not gonna be cheap, but it sounds like it's one that's gonna connect a lot of different things uh together, uh stemming out from the Orlando airport. Hmm. Well, we'll see how that gets finished because yeah, um, U.S. Disney employees can begin returning to offices after July fourth, which is smart. Um, I think, uh, I think that it's a safe date to shoot for because they're saying into summer is when things, I'm assuming they're probably going to make most of their people get vaccinated by one of the things they're going to do just to get things ball rolling. So, um, that's kind of good. Um, and then we get, uh, the Disney CEO. So Bob, Bob Chapek. Chapek is how you say it. Yeah. Hmm. States that guest satisfaction satisfaction at parks is higher now compared to pre-tent pandemic. Now, one reason why I think that's that's true is the only people you're going to see in the parks are people who want to wear masks and people who want to follow the rules. Because if you're going to be miserable in the mask, you're not going to go. So you're there because you want to be. So that's a, that's a no-brainer. Um, we'll see what happens when you get a lot of the California people who want to be rebels and try and screw it up. We'll see what happens. Um, well. So. The what next happen one, is what happened to the next person? Yeah, but that one wasn't Disney World. That was Disneyland. No, it's Disney World. I'm pretty sure it was Disneyland. People kept saying it was Disney World, but it wasn't because they were trying to get into um, a downtown area. It wasn't even trying to get in the park. Oh, well, then the four articles that I read were all wrong. So it says they're under fire for denying access to rappers autistic cousin without a face mask and the deal that i saw was the kid was in a stroller correct that had like a screen around it i i didn't see any um pictures or it didn't say anything so um, what, as what, far as what the kid was it just said that they were in a in a big group 
Well, and what I've heard is is there has been no ADA, so the Americans with Disabilities, uh, the Americans with Disabilities Act um, guidance from any state anywhere about what you're supposed to do for children who have issues like autistic children who don't like to be touched or have things in their face that makes them claustrophobic, you know, things like that. How do they handle that? Is there alternative ways for allowing them to come in? The problem is, is that if you start making exceptions, like me and Tim talked about last night on our stream, if you start letting people do stuff, then you're going to have a, a just a flood of things doing it. They have no guidance yet. They have nothing that they can do that's going to basically guide them to handle it in a, in a different way. So for now, if you can't wear a mask, they don't want you coming to the park. And I heard they say it politely is they're like, we ask that you come back in a time when either the requirements are different or the uh, child can wear the mask. I'm sorry that they have, you know, this issue with the masks. And I mean, I, I hope, um, I hope that they can um, figure it out. You know, we'll see. Uh, yeah, no, it, exactly. And it says, I mean, at all, all of the articles that I read is like what you said is that it says, you know, uh, ages two and up have to wear masks and that um oh where the heck was it that there's no exceptions for guests with disability at this time and it's been posted ever since you know day one that that's how it's been because i mean it it stinks i mean put yourself in his situation you know if your kid had a disability or whatnot hey we're going to disney world um you know, maybe he's wearing a face shield or something like that where it was okay um, maybe in the beginning, but things have right. changed drastically since right. when they first opened up to now. Yeah, it it does stink, and he was in a group of like 30-plus people, he said, and got turned away. Um, and then, you know, I haven't watched the, the video. I just saw, saw it right now. But, I mean, yeah, it does stink. But then again, you don't have to, you know, in the video, he recorded all the employees that were there, you know, use their name. And they're basically like <laughs> calling them out, which, you know, I don't think was right because they were just doing their job. And I'm sure they've been trained to, hey, we're going to get, you know, with disabilities or anything like that. It's that that's that's what it is. Um, and I mean, with in this day and age, with a lot of things changing, you got to know the rules because if you read them, you know maybe a week before they could change within that ne that next week, and you got to be aware of it because I'll tell you what, all those employees there, they know the the rules and 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 with it, um, yeah, it does stink. I'm sure he could have handled his frustration in a different way than putting everyone on blast because. That was the rules, um, but you know it does think that he wasn't able to take uh, what was it his cousin or whatnot. Yeah, well, in and there. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, I, I I think it's horrible too. But I'm going somewhere with my child this weekend, this Friday, and in the email, multiple times it says you need to go to our website and read the preparedness. What you need to be prepared for when you arrive. I can't wear my beard mask because it's not approved. Now, if I go and I only have my beard mask, whose fault is it when I can't get in? It's my fault because they've labeled it multiple times. 
and I feel sorry for him, but you know, it, it is what it is. Well, and, and the thing is, is too, is the cool thing is, is what I've noticed lately, especially with masks being more readily available and cheaper, um, that some of them will have, hey, here's a dollar you could buy a mask here. We don't want to, we don't want to turn you away. Your mask isn't available, but if you still want to come, you could, or they may even have a free one um, that hey, you could use, but you got to follow our guidelines. And here at uh, Disneyland and um, and the video was it is Disney World, not uh, not Disneyland. Um, <laughs> that they have vending machines in downtown Disney, and I'm sure at the park entrances where you could buy a mask because whether you forget it or it doesn't meet the regulations or hey, that's a cool Disney mask, let me get it. There's there's ways of of getting it before you could come in. So they give you up, you know, most of them give you opportunities. But like I said, at the, at the end of the end of the day, it's, you know, it's our responsibility to know what the rules are, especially in any type of private establishment. If you are the kind of person who doesn't want to disappoint your child, then you need to prepare properly because you don't want to be the person who's sitting there going, um, Basically, well, what about my child? Well, you should have thought of that beforehand. I'm sorry. You know, I and, and I know people who have children who have disabilities and they plan so hard for trips that they go on because they know they're already at a disadvantage. So hopefully this gets solved. Hopefully it didn't cause any, any much headache for, you know, the people there. But we'll see. Um, so giant Casadella tires facade hiding backstage building in cars land so because you've been to um uh well it used to be the flying saucer, not flying saucers but luigi's and then they it was the like the flying saucer ride but now no, it's, it's uh, luigi's rollick and roadsters rollick and roadsters yeah and so when you would walk in and come to you go through his tire shop right and then you go kind of around back and you come in through um like the side entrance, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so behind that is a huge facade, and it looks like um, like it's garages that, fence. You, yeah. that you would uh, park cars in. So it's a big right. old facade now. It, it looks awesome, and they got um, different advertisements on there that fit in the Cars Land theming and have the the uniqueness um, titling cool. to it. So before it was it, like a fence that had like yeah. stuff hanging on it. Yeah, exactly. I think it was it was a taller fence where now it blocks out all the buildings and especially with Avengers Campus and whatnot going on right behind it. Um, oh, it's funny yeah. that the one thing that they said is um, because it's a it's a tall facade is that the garage doors are like, man, they got 40 foot garage doors on. Obviously, they're fake garage doors, but they got 40 foot garage doors on here. What the heck kind of cars are they pulling in here? So it it was funny, but you couldn't have this huge facade with a tiny door on it. I mean, it's all, you know, um, proportioned out, but yeah, it, it's cool. They, they did a good, and to be honest, I had to look at the picture for the longest time to figure out, I'm like, am I missing something? Because it looks like it's been there the whole time. Oh, okay. Makes so, sense. but no, it's, it's good. Um, the next thing. So the little mermaid Ariel's undersea adventure is undergoing exterior refurbishment. That's in Disney in California adventure. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. It's and all that, in. It's, that it ride looks, is it the looks one. like it's 
just doing a, a paint job it's probably on it. it. It's just a regular building. That's all it is. Yeah. But I mean, what it, I love about that ride is everyone discovered my wonderful singing voice because we went through the under the sea scene and the music stopped. It kept going through and the music in the room before and the room after worked. So I just started belting out under the sea and uh, the wife was very embarrassed, but I had a lot of fun because everyone else started singing under the sea because it was a fun ride. That's a good ride to get cooled off on mm-hmm. and relax because there's one point where you literally tilt back and you go backwards down and there's a huge fan that blows water on you or air to make you feel like you're going underwater. And that's so relaxing. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And the reason why I say I think they're painting it, well, A, there's not a whole bunch of construction or anything. It's just um, <laughs> scaffolding and they have all the signs um, taped up in plastic around it, like you would be painting. So yeah, so that's, sure that's more than likely what they're doing. I'm sure. Yeah, it's just do it. Um, getting little little touch up. So, um, then we have three more things to go for you guys. We got the Avengers logo and Quinjet illuminated in Marvel's Avengers Campus, which is very common for them to start doing prior to opening. They did that with um, the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. They had it displayed with lights i think like the month before they were doing little hit things and whatnot um so that's kind of cool uh actually look at the pictures on it because the pictures actually it it looks really cool on it they really pop at night with the lighting that they did it's not just any type of generic lighting on it it's you know different colored theme lighting it's it's awesome so that's pretty cool. Um, and then Disneyland Hotel 65th anniversary apparel debuts at Disneyland Resort. Mind you, you can't go into Disneyland Hotel. Mm-mm. So you can walk by it and you could see it. So there we go with that. And then this is one actually. I think we. Sh- this is a good one to end with. So well, home way, really- before before you go to that, um, a touch of Disney. Obviously, that open. I know we've talked about it before. Oh, have yeah. you seen some of the food offerings that have? got any pictures of it i heard it's horrible oh no dude they look bomb no they, they look they, uh, oh delicious trust me, trust me they, they're saying <laughs> that it's not worth it even with the food credit and everything every person i've talked to has been to it has said it has not been worth it because the food portions for how much you spent they go they're getting they're giving no discounts on food so you get no discounts on anything you buy extra and well you didn't they, before would, no yeah you did not not at the not at the food and wine festivals that I went to. At the food and wine festival, you couldn't buy more stuff from those booths. You had to have the cards to get it. Whereas this one now, they're offering food inside still. So when you go to the, you can still go to the stores, but you have to have a Dutch touch of Disney. They're not offering discounts anywhere else in the park, even though other stuff are always open to eat. That's what I'm saying. I don't expect you to give me a discount there, but if you go to Award Wieners and Award Wieners is open while they're going through stuff. They should still give you your discount like they're supposed to, and they're not. And well, hold just, what 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 do you mean discount? So when you that legend pass that pass, so they ever call the legend legacy pass holder? Oh, legacy you're, pass. You're supposed to get a discount still. Yeah, but this it's uh, but that stopped with the touch of Disney. You can no. get it before. They <laughs> now extended, with this, you can't. They extended it. You can't get it at the stuff that they have for a touch of Disney, but you should still be able to get to at the other stuff in in the area. No, because that's all now a part of Touch of Disney. All no. everything in Disney California is now a part of a Touch of Disney. No, because you cannot eat at the restaurants without a reservation. So, like they have, yeah, and you have to have a Touch of Disney pass to get into there. Right, but you yeah. do, that that doesn't guarantee you're going to be able to eat there. 
That's what I'm saying. Some people if will you get have it the reservation, smart. you can. Right, but that's what I'm saying. They're not giving them the discount on the reservation, and they're supposed to. That's what they were told was going to happen. Oh, uh, then I misheard wrong from all the articles that I got is that as soon as the touch of Disney, because that's why Bene- Buena Vista Street was closed and everything was closed because it's now to touch of Disney. No, no, so no, 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 no. The so it's, Disney it's pass closed. to get in there. Well, what I'm saying is the touch of Disney, Disney pass doesn't get you food from all those places. They have stuff set up for the touch of Disney event. Everything else is open to where you can go do other things when you're in there. And yeah. they flat out said, though, the legacy discount will still apply up until they release the information of the new pass that they're going to be offering when the park reopens. They did hmm. come out and say that. Because it, it got extended before until like the, the 19th. And then it said it's going to be extended into April. I think we talked about it like two times ago. Yeah, well, I said it extended into April and then kind of extended until a uh, new pass comes out. But right. Like I but said, what I'm saying art- is, what I'm saying is, a couple articles that I read is once it turned into Touch of Disney, that you don't get any discounted um, from anything inside of Touch of Disney, even award wieners or anything like that. Well, no, they're still giving discounts on the merchandise. Hmm. I don't in, inside That's of what it. I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, I know people who bought cups and they're still discounted. It was the food. Huh. And they were saying the portions were not great. Like they had certain things, but when you look at it, some people were showing off stuff that was like a combination for like two people kind of thing. Yeah. Now, was it the portion size wasn't good or the food itself wasn't good? Portion size was portion size they said was horrible. Okay, cuz I heard the food was absolutely delicious from everyone that I saw um and the all people- the the people who I, I personally saw. personally know said that if they hadn't gone with other people to have fun, they wouldn't do it again ever. But that did they say the, the besides the portion size? The portion size was horrible, and then they said that we've tried we tried to get other food. There was no other options for like discounted stuff. So but, I mean, the food itself wasn't bad, wasn't horrible. The food no, they was said fine. it wasn't horrible, but it was like you know you would think that the portions because the port they said the portion size was smaller than when they have uh, what call it the other the um what is it the yeah the food, the, and, wine the food and wine festival yeah yeah okay yeah no I because <laughs> like I said I mean portion size set aside as far as the food itself taste wise and whatnot. Um, Everyone, like I said, the the people that uh, I saw. I mean, I don't know anybody personally. I went went down there like like you do, but they. I mean, it was. Oh, I didn't hear one person say that the food was bad, unless it was something that they tried that they didn't like already. Um, because and I mean, shoot, there was like a brisket mac and cheese. Uh, I, I had a person I knew personally who went, and they said um, that basically. It the was food a, tasted like shit. The food was good, but there was not even okay. close to a good enough portion. Yeah, that's the, that's well, the problem. Portions, though, here's the thing. Here's the even thing. on the food and wine, it wasn't the portion size was small for what you got. But no, the thing it was it was cheaper though for the food well, and wine. Yeah, exactly. But it and still you got the wasn't same amount of food. You got the same it it still food. wasn't the uh, a big portion size though. Right, but it was seventy five dollars to thirty dollars. What do you mean, seventy five dollars to thirty dollars? It's only thirty dollars for the food and wine card. Thirty dollars for the food. Oh, oh yeah, after the parking and whatnot. Right. So what I'm saying is, is that he, what my buddy said that went was that he just didn't. He didn't think it was as it wasn't worth the price. 
Oh yeah. Well, and with having the actual card, um, like a debit card, where before you got the lanyard, you pull off the tabs. Well, the lanyard cost you know X amount. You got you know however many tabs. You divide it out. Okay. Well, each tab is worth this amount. Well, if I get something that's worth more than that, and I use all my tabs on that, well, I paid for it already with the food that I got. Where this one, you can't do that because it's not a you're not breaking off tabs on it. Right. It's, Right. Whatever it is. So I know that was another one that people were saying is like, man, you know, before, like, let's say each tab costs six bucks and I get something that's six fifty or seven bucks. Oh, cool. I feel like I, you know, made a couple bucks or, you know, whatever on it. Where now it's like, nope, debit card, which I was wondering how long it took for them to, to do that. So, yeah. well, we'll see how it goes. They might make some modifications because I know they, they plan on extending it because there's not much you can do in uh, California adventure when everything reopens or they might do something in April. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, the last thing we're going to talk about tonight is we do have more details on the new backstory for the jungle cruise. They're going to make it less racist. Apparently same thing as they did with getting rid of some of the characters off of um Tom Sawyer Island when they uh, did the refurbishment with the railroad and uh, the access to um, Galaxy's Edge. Um, Tim, what exactly is the, what do we know about the new backstory for Jungle Cruise now? Um, It basically just goes into uh, (coughs) a deeper dive into um, the Alberta Falls, which is the daughter of oh where the heck was his name of dr albert falls um who's the proprietor of the jungle navigation company mm-hmm. um so albert falls is go- albert falls has gone missing leaving alberta to run the jungle navigation company um this does make sense given that in story it was she who turned the Stip- skipper's canteen from a mess hall um and the SEA, which is Society of Adventures Explorers, meeting place and private offices into a restaurant for the public to enjoy, which Skipper's Canteen is in Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. So now it's being expanded and altered to make it um, Alberta, who found the legendary Jungle Cruise tour service that Skippers take guests on. Um, so it says that... Um, yeah, it's an organization that grown into the Jungle Cruise story over the years, starting with the Skipper Canteen at the Magic Kingdom and continuing with the Tropical Hideaway at Disneyland. Um, Alberta even calls out her first visit to Mystic Point, home to Mystic Manor in uh, Hong Kong Disneyland. The most interesting part might just be the next trip Alberta is, ta- is talking about. She specifically calls out the names and professions of those who will be joining her, leading us to believe that might be a party whose boat is hijacked by um, primates and end up a pole thanks to an angry rhino um, in the updated attractions. So it's cool that there, I mean, shoot, you got (laughs) Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and um, Hong Kong Disney all intertwined in this update that they're doing and kind of making it more of a cohesive story as you're going through um, the jungle cruise and that you're a part of, and not just um, a cruise around the jungle. Well, they do those skippers in Disney world do know how to make fun of you. Cause they made fun of me 
because um, I was wearing a shark San Jose shark shirt, and the guy's like, "Man, that's a, a random team to be liking to be out here." And I'm like, "Oh, we're from California." And he leans in real close and goes, "You do know we have one of these over there, right?" And I just started laughing because <laughs> Jungle Cruise is a great one to relax and watch stuff on. I know um, my son loved it. You know, even though he was just over one, he was seeing everything, and it was a lot of fun. So um, I'm glad they're making some changes to that. Uh, my favorite photos are them flying out the elephant who sits in the back water. The one time that when they take him out to clean him, I guess, every once in a while, a helicopter comes in and picks him up and takes him out. So I thought that was pretty cool. They uh, do a deep cleaning on them and make sure they look nice and they're not built up and their mechanics all work properly. So um, hopefully it gets redone soon enough. And um, the story, um, you know, I hope it doesn't try and tie too much into the movie, but we'll see what happens there. Maybe we'll get a animatronic rock in one point, and um, I hang out hope with, not. He can go hang out with animatronic Johnny Depp. So, right. Um, thank you all for listening. It's a very long one, hour and forty minutes. We want to thank you all for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Like we always say, make sure to check us out at linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Gaming, And you can find out all of our links, find out all of our information. And um, if you guys ever want to watch Tim play, go to Twitch and you can follow him at TC Mendo. So we greatly appreciate it. We thank you all. Shout out to Tim's friends who have been boosting my numbers. Every day it drops. I get the same people from his area listening. So I know they're listening every time. So we want to thank you guys so much uh, for the FOMO cast. I am Chris. And I'm Tim. And we will see you guys next time.